In the quest to find therapies for multi-drug resistant HIV, researchers have zeroed in on raltegravir. The latest data indicates this potent agent provides the highest reported virologic suppression rate among multi-drug resistant patients. Is raltegravir proving more effective than antiretrovirals? Does it carry any prominent side effects? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon, and our guest is Dr. Roy Steigbegal, Professor of Medicine and Pathology, Molecular Genetics and Microbiology, and Pharmacologic Sciences, as well as Founding Director of the Comprehensive AIDS Center at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. Dr. Steigbegel is the lead author of research on raltegravir, published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Steigbegel. Well, thank you. We are discussing raltegravir therapy for multidrug-resistant HIV. For full disclosure, you have served as an investigator for Merck. The research is sponsored by Merck, correct? Yes. Can we begin by discussing what is raltegravir, what is an integrase inhibitor, what's an antiretroviral? Well, let me start with what is an antiretroviral. Antiretrovirals are varying numbers of medications now which suppress the replication of HIV, the virus that causes AIDS, or even before one has AIDS, can cause significant illness. The antiretroviral medicines then are able to stop the replication of the virus, but not to eliminate it, that is, not to cure the infection. Prior antiretroviral medications have operated in different steps in the replication cycle of the virus. That is, nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, and protease inhibitors. This is a new medication acting at a new step in the replication cycle, that is, at stopping the integration of the virus's reverse transcribed DNA into the host genome. In order for that to occur, an enzyme in the virus called integrase must normally operate. And this drug blocks the ability of that particular enzyme to carry out its full function. When was this drug developed? Well, it's been developed over a period of about 10 to 15 years in several laboratories, but particularly Merck Research Laboratories, MRL, has been the lead area where this has been developed. Of course, before even that occurred, people had to detect and recognize the function of the integrase enzyme. That was done by laboratories across the world. But the specific medication development, the raltegravir in particular, was developed at MRL, Merck Research Laboratories. Generally, how does resistance develop to HIV, and is this a significant problem? Yes, it is a very significant problem. As people are on medications for numbers of years, the virus often and frequently becomes resistant to the medicines they're on. That's because the virus has a high capacity to mutate, and also the number of virions reproduced each day in the absence of therapy is very high. So people who have been on therapy for many years, even those who are quite adherent to therapy, often develop resistance to the medications they're on. People who skip doses or take doses erratically are going to have resistance more frequently. An additional problem is that now that we have medications out, which have been very useful for over 15 years, people who have new infection are acquiring viruses that are resistant. That is, people who have never had therapy before are acquiring viruses from others that have resistance. So it is a big problem, 
And the way in which it occurs is the viruses are selected out from the viruses that are in the body for those that are not resistant to the medications and those survive. And tell us about your research with Waltegrever. Well, I was involved in the uh, international studies which were examining the effect of raltegravir versus placebo in people who had a resistant virus. In order to get into the study, people had to have resistance to at least one drug in the previous mentioned classes of antiretrovirals. That is, resistance to at least one drug of a nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor, non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor, or protease inhibitor. And then the people were allocated to one to a therapy with raltegravir plus optimized background therapy versus placebo plus optimized background therapy. The optimized background therapy was chosen on the basis of the looking at the genotype and phenotype of the viruses they had to choose the very best therapies they could possibly have. And the raltegravir was added to that for two-thirds of the people. And before we get into the results, raltegravir is an experimental drug, yes? No, it's now FDA-approved. It's been approved for about six to eight months by the FDA for people who have resistant virus. The findings that came out uh, in the July 24 New England Journal of Medicine is a summary of some of the information that was presented to the FDA for approval of this medication, but includes more updated information than was presented to the FDA at the time of the approval. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Roy Steigbegel, Professor of Medicine and Pathology, Molecular Genetics, Microbiology, and Pharmacologic Sciences, and Founding Director of the Comprehensive AIDS Center at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. We're discussing raltegravir therapy for multidrug-resistant HIV. Well, doctor, what did you find in your study? Well, the primary points of analysis of the study were to determine whether raltegravir plus optimized background versus placebo plus optimized background would have a significant reduction in two of the major parameters that are always examined in people with HIV. What are those two parameters? The first parameter is seeing whether the HIV RNA levels drop and to what extent. And the second parameter is to see whether the CD4 cells, the cells that are damaged and disrupted and eliminated by the virus, come back up. And what did you find? Well, the first analysis was looking at a 16-week period. That is, after 16 weeks on therapy. And what was found is 355 of the 458 Veltigre recipients, that is 77%, had HIV RNA levels below 400 copies compared to only 42% of those who received the placebo. Looking at the more strict criteria of HIV RNA levels below 50 copies, the results were very similar. That is, 62% of the rotigravir recipients had that degree of suppression versus only 35% of those that received placebo. The studies that were published in the New England Journal went on further to look at the 48 weeks, and at 48 weeks, the results were very similar to the earlier period, which is showing that there's not a drop-off in efficacy, so that it was 62% versus 33% for both comparisons. So clinically, what does all that mean? Well, what that means is the primary markers for efficacy of HIV have always been looking at the viral load suppression and CD4 count rise. 
And those medications which have had a positive effect on those two parameters have always led to very strong clinical efficacy. So those two parameters suggest very strongly that this drug will have a clinical efficacy even in those people who have had very high degrees of resistance of their virus to previously approved medications. In these patients, did you see the clinical efficacy in of itself? No, clinical efficacy was not part of these studies in terms of anything other than looking for adverse effects. Why is that, sir? The timing of the study of 48 weeks is not likely to show clinical efficacy. It's too short a period of time. So studies with looking at new drugs for HIV are using what are called surrogate markers, that is, the viral load and the CD4 count, and this has now been well accepted in the entire area of HIV research, as well as by the FDA. And so medications are approved by the FDA based upon the viral load drop and the CD4 increase because the data is so clear that those are indicative of what the clinical outcomes will be. So how is this going to change the treatment of HIV? Well, the FDA approval is currently for people who have a resistant virus. And it's really somewhat of a breakthrough in that as this drug, uh, the integrase inhibitor, has never been used before, the chance that people will have pre-existing resistance to it is extremely low to almost non-existent. So differently from just adding a new drug to an older class, that is a new drug to which there were already medications existing, this is a truly new class of medications for HIV. That is, it operates in a step for which we previously did not have medications. That has been said by many, this is sort of a breakthrough of the sort that we saw back in the 95 area when the protease inhibitors came out. Not to be a pessimist, but do you predict that there will be resistance to this drug as well? Well, not only we predicted it, it already is occurring. In some of these people who have had highly resistant virus, where Rolotegravir may have been the only operating drug, resistance did already occur. So there is no magic bullet here where resistance will not occur. It will occur to this medication, but it does offer the enormous opportunity that people will have a medication to work with for a longer period of time. If you exclude patients who are resistant to antiretroviral therapy, would you still use raltegravir as a supplement or uh, adjunct therapy? Well, you mean should it be used in people who don't have resistance yet? Well, the FDA has not approved it for that particular indication. What are your thoughts? Well, I think as with any new medication that comes out for HIV, it's a very fair and obvious question that needs to be answered in studies. And there are such ongoing studies now looking at people who are naive to therapy, that is, have had no therapy before, to see if this additional medication, never used alone, of course, would be equal to or superior to regimens that are already out there. But what medications do you use with this? For the optimized treatment background, the medications we use were based upon the phenotype and genotype of the person's virus to select those that were the best for that particular patient. For the ongoing naive studies, the adjunct or additional medications are the older nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors such as tenofovir or the combination drugs two or three combination nucleoside reverse transcript inhibitors, uh, such as Truvada. Any side effects? The side effect profile analysis, raltegravir, really did not show any difference between the people who had raltegravir plus optimized background versus placebo 
plus optimized background. So there were no differences that showed up in the side effect profile of the medications. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Roy Steigbegel. We have been discussing raltegravir therapy for multidrug resistant HIV. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, featuring on demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. And thank you for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on CIRMO, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.cirmo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.